Welcome to On The Left Side, the funny football show that does the beautiful game a little bit differently. Today's podcast is a little bit different as well because we are speaking to a true legend of the game, Chris Kamara, a man who has become as famous for his punditry off the pitch as he was for his tackles on it and one of the most excitable men in television when it comes to football. So God knows what he's going to make of this thrilling World Cup, particularly as he's also used the World Cup and England's success as a backdrop to launch his very own beer. Unbeer-leavable. Before we speak to Cammy, I think we should remind ourselves of one of those classic Cammy moments that he has become famous for on Sky Sports Soccer Saturday. And we're off to Fratton Park where there's been a red card, but for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. <laughs> Chris, have you not been watching? I haven't. What's happened, Chris? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Chris, Chris, let me tell you, according, according to our sources, Anthony Van den Boer has been sent off for a second bookable offence. Get, get your fingers out and count up the number of Portsmouth players who are on the field. No, you're right, I saw him go off, but I thought they were bringing a sub on, Jeff. <laughs> Cutting edge reports on Gillette Soccer Saturday. Uh, welcome to On The Left Side, Chris Kamara. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm good, Cammy. How about yourself? Oh, couldn't be any better, thanks. I'm really, really good. It's, good. it's a feeling like a special summer, this, isn't it? It feels like something exciting's happening. How does Chris Kamara watch the World Cup? Chris Kamara watches the World Cup in a Green King pub surrounded by England fans drinking my beer, unbelievable, and just hoping and praying that England can win. I should have guessed it would include a pint of your brand new beer, unbelievable. How did that come about? Oh, it's just amazing. I'm so lucky. Uh, Green King approached me uh, and said, um, throughout the World Cup, we're thinking of bringing out a beer in your honour. Uh, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, of course I would. Yes, yeah. so I went down to Bury St Edmunds, helped with the brewing of it. I loved it. It's great. Beer's obviously got all these tasting notes now. Could be citrusy or hoppy or, or whatever, really. Does this beer taste of Chris Kamara? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'll have to ask my wife if it tastes like me. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, it, well, it tastes like beer, and decent okay. beer, that's the only thing I can <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have rephrased that question. But when did you first notice that Unbelievable had become a bit of a catchphrase? I mean, was, you didn't always go out with that as the attention, I assume. It just kind of crept in there at some point. It did creep in there, yeah. I think it was uh, the year 2000. And two, Kevin Keegan was manager of Manchester City and they were playing Queen's Park Rangers. And it was just after the Manchester City coach arrived at uh, Loftus Road and I was on the pitch. Right. And they'd been watching the TV on the coach and Kevin Keegan came out and said, unbelievable, Jeff. And uh, I went, what are you on about? He went, oh, you've just been on the telly talking unbelievable, Jeff. And right. they cut up how many times you've said it throughout the season. <laughs> I didn't realise I'd said it. And that's the first time that uh, any anybody had pointed it out to me. And now people shout at you as you walk down the street. Ah, oh, it's incredible. It's lovely having a catchphrase because it's, you know, <laughs> it, I if I hear it, 15 times a day, I wouldn't be exaggerating, I have to say. You mentioned earlier, this is a pretty special World Cup. It feels big for the moment. And for a whole generation at the moment, I reckon if you're about 18, 19, 20, whatever happens from now on, this will be your World Cup. This will be the one that you remember forever. For me, 
the international tournament I remember was 96, Euro 96, because I was around 18 at that point. I remember the whole country coming together as one following England. Which was your World Cup? What's the one World Cup that really sticks in your memory? The best World Cup I enjoyed was in Japan, 2002, when David Beckham scored the goal against Argentina. I really thought that that's as good as it gets as an England fan. And it, to be fair, it, that has been <laughs> ever since that time. This World Cup could surpass that. And at this moment in time, I've never felt like I do at this moment in time. The whole country is behind the team. It mm. has lifted people like it's never done before. Everybody's talking football again. The feel-good factor about football is back. People were saying before this World Cup, international football is dead. It's finished with. The Champions League is the most important thing. People pay for Real Madrid, Manchester United, Barcelona. They play for them and it's more important for them playing for their country. Well, at this moment in time, people don't believe that anymore. People believe that playing for your country once again is back and it's one of the best and biggest things you could ever do in your life. And supporting your country in these situations is just something else. And for us, England, to get to the final would be, well, be the best thing that's ever happened to this country since 1966. Oh, Cammy, I feel like I should have a land of hope and glory playing in the background. (laughs) As you talk, how close did you come to ever playing for England? Did you ever get close to getting a call? Yes, I, I did. You yeah, well, I, I went down to uh, Lillishaw when Graham Taylor was the manager in '94, uh, right. and I trained with the squad then. He chose Carlton Palmer instead of me. Oh, travesty! Travesty! I know. I should have. I knew I should have crocked Carlton in training. <laughs> <laughs> you like to tackle. I know that much, Cameron. I know you played alongside Vinnie Jones as well. I mean, you were kind of two legendary hardmen of the game back then. Who was the hardest? Well, Vinnie's a harder man than me, isn't he? There's no doubt about that. Vinnie is Vinnie, as you see him in any of the movies or you saw him on the football pitch. Mm. Vinnie is Vinnie. Vinnie took no prisoners whatsoever, and Vinnie wouldn't shirk away from anybody in real life never mind on a football pitch so uh, no Vinny was Vinny was a hard man that's one thing for certain right I just want to finish off Cammy by playing a game of unbelievable Jeff or believable Jeff okay so I've got some facts about your soccer Saturday co-hosts you need to tell me whether they're true or not if they're true they're believable Jeff if they're not true they're unbelievable Jeff okay okay first fact Jeff Stelling appeared in the film Mike Bassett, England manager. Unbelievable, Jeff. It's believable. He has a small cameo role in that film. He's made it onto the big screen. Did he? Yeah, very small, very quick. I must have missed that. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Matt Letizier has an 100% penalty record. That is unbelievable because I know the goalkeeper who saved it. Norm to his friends, played for Nottingham Forest. To right, Mark Crossley. Mark Crossley, that's him. One penalty missed, and that was the only one. 47 out of 48. Pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, well, Mark, Mark makes a living now after dinner speaking, and that's his big story the penalty that he saved from Littis. Final one. See if you can get this right. Paul Merson yes. hasn't predicted a single correct result now for four years. <laughs> Believable. <laughs> Merce is the worst tipster I've ever known. If Merce tells you anything, right, you know to go against it. You know to go against it. You really do. He bet me, right, £10,000, right, in front of a live audience 
before the Belgium-England game that England would win. I said, well, it's not as cut and dried as that. He went, I'll have a bet with you. I went, well, you owe me too much money at this moment in time. So I never took the bet off him, but I should have. <laughs> uh, finally, quickly, before you go, the Tash is back at the moment. It's very much returned to style. You're a man who has proudly worn a magnificent moustache for years, if I can say so. Isn't it great? What, what's the official Chris Kamara grooming advice? If someone wants to keep their Tash tidy and trim as yours is... What's the advice you give <laughs> Oh dear. I'm here to plug my unbelievable <laughs> today, but I'll have to say you'll have to get a, a Gillette trimmer because that's another one of the companies I work okay. for. <laughs> there's, there's a fair few of them now. There's pizza and Yeah, of course, and if you fancy something to eat, pop down to Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all right, Cammy. Well done, mate. Oh, good man. Thank Congratulations you. on the beer. Oh, um, brilliant. Thank you, I hope you so enjoy much. A few Don't forget points. to download the Green King season ticket it up and you can have one for free Chris Kamara thank you unbelievable Jeff we'll get back to normal on the podcast very soon in fact for the next episode so make sure you've subscribed and get a unique take on everything from the World Cup and beyond I'll see you soon bye on the left side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson unbelievable Jeff